Welcome to Get Fresh with Michelle Gerasoli, a podcast that gives you fresh ideas for living your best life. Enjoy our conversations that center on the acronym FRESH. F is for food, R is for recreation, E is for experiences, S is for our sponsors, and every episode closes with an H, a happy story or memory. I hope you enjoy this little break in your day, listening to how others are living fresh, and I'd love to hear your ideas. Reach out through my website, freshrebellion.com. Hi guys, welcome to episode 12. In today's episode, author and coach Susan Latai discusses her favorite things and a special book project she has been collaborating on. Now, on the Get Fresh podcast, I intentionally keep the topics light and refreshing, pun intended. As I introduce today's guest, Susan, you'll quickly understand that her work can be seen as very heavy. She offers a series of products and services around grief recovery, but her intention is to shine a light on grief, which is the very title of her book series. And I'm proud to say that I have written one of the chapters in volume two of her next book. You know, when you lose someone you love, somehow everyone around you thinks you can just continue life as if it's normal and it's in no way normal. It's easy to lose hope, lose your spark, wonder how you'll ever enjoy life again without that person even. And Susan's work, her book, coaching, retreats, events, help people begin to heal and start living again. So we will talk about that book and some of the things Susan enjoys most food, fun, and travel. So let's get to it and begin our conversation with Susan Latai. Hi, welcome to the Get Fresh with Susan Latai podcast. I'm here with Susan Latai. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm glad to be talking to you today. So it's nice to take a break and talk about playful things. So tell me, we'll get right into our first category. What do you love for food right now? I have to say falafel. I eat mainly a vegan diet. So sometimes it's hard to find things that I really like and I can go, "Mm, I can't wait to eat. Falafel has been one of them recently. So tell me about falafel. Falafel is like chickpeas with the breading that's crunchy, right? That's Yes. Not always breading though. The ones that I buy from Trader Joe's in the frozen section is, is not breaded because I can't do gluten either. So, so it's just, it's mainly chickpeas and whatever good stuff that they put in there. They're about, you know, about an inch. It's a little patty. It's a little patty. Yeah. Yeah. They're little balls actually. And then you bake them and put them on salads or find some kind of great dipping sauce or hummus sometimes goes well with it. And yeah, good, good. And anything that comes from Trader Joe's is high on my list. I love that store. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, they've got a, um, it's a Southwest chopped salad, which comes in a bag and it has these little separate bags inside of like pumpkin seeds and shreds of tortilla chips. And they have like the most delicious cilantro lime dressing. It's supposed to be a two serving plus bag and I eat the whole thing. So, I love it. It's lettuce, right? It's salad. It's it's called That's good right. for you. <laughs> That's right. So vegan, um, I I give you respect. I I could easily be a vegetarian, but I struggle with I struggled with um, complete vegan. So no cheese, no eggs, and well, obviously- no, not complete. I said mainly, mainly okay. 
vegan diet. So that means I do eat eggs. I do eat the occasional fish. You know, I'm not restrictive either. So if Mm -hmm. something comes up or if I'm visiting friends or having dinner elsewhere, or maybe even going out to eat, it opens me up to different options. So not a strict vegan, although I can't eat dairy or gluten. So cutting the dairy out makes it very easy. (laughs) Those those cause physical pain. You're not going to try them even if you could. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's good. You got to find what works for you. and makes you feel good. So I'm glad you found that balance. Thank you. And falafels, I'm going to have to go. There's a place in um, on the campus at URI that makes them. Uh, mm. Must be a Greek Greek place, International Pockets, it's called, and they make a good oh. falafel. Oh, <laughs> well, let me like know. Ziki <laughs> sauce that you dip it in, and it's like, oh, yeah. so good. It's like an yeah. appetizer. Nice. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's the first on the podcast, falafels. Um, our next category is recreation. So what are you doing for fun these days, Susan? Um, well, my husband and I, I think our love of theater has been reignited. We went nice. to PPAC not that long ago, and that we just thoroughly enjoyed it and said, oh, my God, we need to do more of this. Yeah. <laughs> One of those I, things. I love it. There's something about the immersive, like you walk into the theater, sit down, and you shut the world of your life outside, and you just are immersed in an experience for a couple of hours. It's so much fun. It is. It is. It's just nice to get out like that. It's just different than your normal recreational thing that yeah. you do. So, what did you see recently? Uh, come from away. Okay. That 9-11 when all these planes had to land in Newfoundland. Right. So it was the story of how the community kind of reacted with all of that, right? Right. How they supported everyone and how how it like changed their their whole world. Interesting. So yeah. It was yeah. very well done. Very Good. well. Good. Yeah. I heard that they recently had um, kind of a shocking Alanis Morissette related show. Somebody that had gone to that was like, oh, didn't expect that. There was some hardcore stuff in there. Jagged Little Pill, I think it was Oh, called. I heard of that. I didn't hear anything um, about it, but I, I heard that it was coming. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been um, enjoying some local theater down here. Um, the uh, West Bay Community Theater is run by some okay. friends of ours, and they're very, very talented. Just you know, just the production. I, I appreciate how much work it takes to get Us. those things together. Here we drop in for an hour or two, but this is like weeks and months of your life. Absolutely. Set design and costumes and, you know, just memorizing the lines is I'm always impressed with that. So yeah. Me too. <laughs> and, and theater by the sea. Have you been down there? I have not have okay. not. I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I have not been there. That will be opening for the season. They usually do four shows and it's just such a quaint little theater. It used to be an old barn and it just has that barn theater feel to it. So the venue, the the they do amazing work on a small stage. So I always marvel at, at that. They did we went to see Mama Mia. Oh, okay. Which is an island, right? The story set on an island and they have this tiny stage, but they made it work with the dancing and <laughs> really fun. So cool. All right. Good theater. I love it. Our next category is experiences. And I uh, I would like to introduce this section as 
you know, a project that we've been working on together in recent months, but has been a passion project for you since you lost your son, Nathan. And so tell us about your experience with the book, Shining a Light on Grief. So, yeah, so this project or the idea was born September of 22. I decided that I wanted to bring some authors together in order to share their story, in order to offer others hope and inspiration. Mm -hmm. I was able to gather 10 women that wrote their story in the first book. And because I'm such a planner, I had my whole timeline set out. I had, I knew exactly what we were going to do. And amazingly enough, everything worked out exactly the way I had anticipated it to. Learned a lot along the way, as well as my authors learning a lot along, along the way too, because they really went on a journey along with me to get this book published. You know, just when you think that you might be in a good place with your grief, you realize that there might be a little bit more that there's still lingering on there, or there's another layer that needs to be processed because there's so many different layers of grief, as we both know. Right. And it was just such a wonderful experience. I enjoyed these authors so much that I did it a second time. (laughs) And that's where you came in. So another 10 authors, and these are all women for the first two books. It's all amazing women that were willing to be vulnerable and open their heart. I mean, it takes courage in order to put your story out there like that, because people don't talk about grief. That's true. And, And that's why it's called Shining a Light on Grief, because it's bringing a very dark subject out into the light. Let's take it out of the shadows because we know it exists. We know it's kind of lurking back there. And let's have some conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I I know, um, you know, you kind of peripherally know the phrase, like the five stages of grief. And, you know, I think it starts with anger and shock and, and denial. And, you know, you kind of know that you're moving through these, but I personally wrote a story about my best friend, Chris, who passed away in 2019. And just writing the story kind of dug up all kinds of things that I really hadn't, hadn't want, I hadn't allowed myself to, to sit fully with. Right. And so every time I opened the document, I was like falling <laughs> right. coming out. And it was such, I mean, I think journaling for people is really, uh, is really therapeutic if they can get out of their head and get something on paper, just coming to awareness of things. So the, the process of writing the book definitely helped me with that. And then sharing that story with others allows you to create this bond with someone else, you know, in, in that the community that you've gathered with the different authors is beautiful. And, you know, I think the readers of these books will feel that as well as they'll find something in a story that they can identify with and that will help them heal. Yeah. And I also love the collaboration of all the authors together too, you know, having accountability partners, meeting those twice a month and, and everybody got to know each other at least a little bit so Mm -hmm. that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, go write your story and make a submission. There are plenty of people doing that out there. This is this is more about the journey itself with the authors that are writing. Right. You know, so it really helps everyone in the process. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and your experience with this, um, you don't, you're not coming from a literary publishing background. You've, you've managed events and, um, and, <laughs> and so you're used to many moving parts. This is just a natural extension, but it really takes your, your experience going through the certified master grief coaching and applying it in a really beautiful way. Right. Yeah. I mean, a very, very different way than I ne- ever would have anticipated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that book is the second book, volume two, is coming out this spring. Yes. And yes. we are going to be launching it, uh, I believe it's the beginning of June. June 8th. 8th, okay. <laughs> Make sure we get that plug in, June 8th, in Pawtucket at Stillwater Books. Yes. Okay, yes. good. Um, that's a lovely uh, local book venue, you know, that Stillwater Books is they also have the um, local store where you can go in and buy their books and other books. And I'm always a sucker for a bookstore and a library. I never get out of those cheaply. It's like go to Trader Joe's for me for food, go to the bookstore. I'm spending some money. <laughs> and they have all the books from all the authors that they have, all the local authors that they've published, as well as they sell a lot of used books. So if you, hmm. if you love fiction or you love, you know, certain artists that you don't want to pay full price for a new book, they're a great source for used books. Nice, nice. Great to support the local. Good. Um, and what do you have planned for future for this experience of book collaborations? What is coming up? Well, right now I have started a project with the Gloria Gemma Foundation. I'm working with 10 authors from families, from individuals that lost through cancer, mostly breast cancer, but there's some that's not that's not the so. Right. That's Gloria Gemma's mission, right? They support um, breast cancer, but others as well. Right. Well, it's to support the women who have breast cancer as well as their families. Okay. Nice. So the women, I have a few men that are writing about most, it's mostly breast cancer, but there is a, at least one other one that's writing about a different kind of cancer because they won't turn anybody away. You know, if somebody comes to them for help, regardless of the type of cancer, I wish I knew about that. Yeah. That they'll they'll still do whatever they can to support them. Which is wonderful. wonderful. What an amazing, amazing organization. So I'm glad to hear that that book is coming together. So volume three. And uh, you know, there's many different forms of grief. We don't normally talk about that on the uh, Fresh podcast, but there's, uh, you know, I know in in your future, you're you're doing other topics, not just loss of a loved one. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll see. <laughs> one at a time, Michelle, let's not well, get one, it. One at a time. Yes, I'm actually <laughs> my next, my next book that's part of the series is more than likely going to be men. Okay. Yeah. Just a different, a different perspective on grief compared to women. Everyone processes it in a different way. So it'll be, um, you know, important for the, the audiences of these books to see authors that they identify with. So I think that's really important. Good, good. Well, thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking this on and uh, for helping people. I know, you know, it's, it's helped me a lot. It's helped me to feel, uh, more joy in the memories than sadness of the loss. You know, that's a beautiful thing. So let's take a break for a minute so I can uh, get a word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Well, guys, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Purium Health Products. 
Because Susan was sharing her mostly vegan lifestyle, I wanted to share with you a company that has been producing organic plant-based nutritional products for over 20 years. I've been a customer and a brand rep since 2015 when my cousin, who's a personal trainer and nutrition coach, asked me to try one of those meal replacement shakes. And, you know, I, I love food. You can tell, right? I have an entire section of my podcast devoted to food. So meal replacement, I wasn't sure, but I was pleasantly surprised. I did one of Perium's 10-day kits and lost some weight and I've used many of their other products, not just to lose weight, but to add in some of the best plant-based nutrition boosters that I've ever had. It's not always easy to eat plants. When you cook or when you're on the go, it's easy to eat a lot of the sad American diet, you know, burgers, fries, carbs, things on the go. So let me tell you about the on-the-go stuff that our family enjoys. My husband adds a scoop of their protein powder and a power green scoop into the blender with his leftover coffee, a banana, and some blueberries. <laughs> That's his after-the-gym drink. It's a little sweet, pretty light, but packs a punch in terms of fuel for the rest of his day. Now juice, I'm not a juicer. I don't even drink a lot of juice. Once I found out how much sugar was in fruit juices, I stopped buying them. But Purium has a really nice variety that reminds me of the old fashioned lemonade powders or iced tea mix that you had and you just mixed with water. But these are really, really nutritious and without all the sugar. I like their beet juice, which is more like a fruit punch, has beet juice and um, green coffee, so it's a little bit of caffeinated, great for your heart health. Deep pigmented berry juices, and since summertime is right ahead of us, I just bought their coconut water with pineapple. It's so refreshing. So it's like having that, you know, quick mix on hand, but without the sugar and with tons of vitamins. And... Lastly, my favorite shake powder right now is Epigenius Family. It's a fancy name for having like 30 different organic fruits, vegetables, sea plants, and their probiotic all mixed into one scoop. And it only tastes like chocolate. You don't taste the sea plants, trust me. <laughs> um, so again, I add this to my coffee or throw it in a smoothie or just shake it with some oat milk or water over ice and it's delicious and nutritious. So Perium is an easy way to boost your nutrition. And because you listen to this podcast, you can get $50 off your first order on ishoppurium.com using the gift card code FRESHLOCAL. Enjoy, guys. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> Our final section here is happiness. Now, this can be a free-for-all category. It can be a happy story, a happy place, a happy person, what would you like to share that might make other people happy listening to this podcast today? Well, I'd have to say my happy place, which is Cape Cod. Yeah. I love Cape Cod. I do my best to get there at least once a month. You go year round. I go I'm year. It doesn't matter. I love it in the off season too, because there's not a lot of people on the Cape. Yeah. Yeah. Less traffic going over that bridge. Less, less traffic, <laughs> less, you know, it's just, you get to just really see Cape Cod without having to worry about all the tourists that are, that are there. Yeah. Although I love it in the summer too, because there is plenty more to do. The weather's better. There's all kinds of fun activities going on. And yeah, I have tended to be like a Memorial Day weekend Cape visitor. I tend to you know, go other places. So besides the beach and 
what's the tip of Cape Cod where there's all the art galleries? P-Town? P-Town, Provincetown. What is it that you love to do on the Cape? Oh, well, there's plenty of thrift shops that are always fun to visit. Okay. Especially in the off season, it's a good thing to do. Okay. <laughs> you never know what kind of little treasure you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just sniffing around and picking up, you know, something that strikes a memory or yeah, thrift thrift shops are fun. And la- last year we took, we took the uh, Cape Cod train and went from Hyannis to Sandwich. So that was, that was fun. Oh, neat. How long did that take to get from one to the other? I think it was a two hour total trip. So there and back. And you're driving by little homes or is it, it's not on the coast, right? You're not looking. No, it's not. It's like through the, through the center. And it just, you see things you would never see from the road. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. It's not a dinner train. I'm kind of in a dinner. They do have one that is a dinner train. The one we went on wasn't. Yeah, I think there's a dinner train in Newport and it's always on my list and I always forget about it when you're like picking your restaurant. I don't know if it exists anymore because they're putting the bike path right over there and they've been doing a lot of construction. Oh, everything changes, that's for sure. But the cake makes you happy. I'm glad that is your happy place and I'm going to put it back on my list to get up there. (laughs) (laughs) It's lots of things to do though. We, you know, we've gone to see the different lighthouses and going along the national seashore and gone on the bike path because it's literally a bike path from sandwich all the way up to P-Town. So there's lots to do if you love to be outdoors. Now bringing it back full circle, um, and then I'll let you think about it. I'll Bringing it back to food, right? I have a Cape story where when we graduated from college, we all used somebody's dad's timeshare and we went up to the Cape for a weekend and we um, we were all working and we were kind of like, you know, excited that we had more than a McDonald's budget, right? So we went out to this restaurant and the waitress came over. It's this cute little, it's like an old home that has turned into a restaurant, very small venue. Waitress came over and said, you must try the King Louis special. So we're like, what is that? And it was like, we will not like this as a vegan, but it was like steak with lobster on it and hollandaise sauce. And it was just the most decadent. And we're all like, yes, we must have it. And we didn't even ask the price. And the bill came to like $700, which for us as college students, just former college students, we're like, oh, okay, lesson. Like, let's, but man, was that King Louie delicious. (laughs) What is your favorite place to eat up at the Cape? My favorite place to eat. Oh, that's. Because you got to find a place that has, you know, what you can eat on the menu. You got to. Yes, exactly. Uh, It's. It's a tough one because of my restrictions, although there is a vegan place that's in Brewster. Okay. That makes really, really good food. Okay. Very good. Well, you tend must tend to cook. Here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go up there and cook your it's, own food. That's it's good. just easier. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Thank you for sharing all of these fun things. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and any way that people can get in touch with you. Um, either by email at susan at susanlatai.com or the website at shininglightongrief.com. Very good. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the Get Fresh podcast. If you liked it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please find us online at freshrebellion.com. You can get our links to social media there join our Facebook group, Fresh From Rhode Island. 
And find me on Instagram, Sassy Michelle G, and Twitter, Sassy Michelle. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Oh,